0: I love your nails. How do you live with them?
1: Oh my God. I literally don't I actually can't function at all. I don't carry a full-time job. I don't <laughs> like my own ass. I, I'm a, uh, I'm infantile.
0: <laughs> it's very infantile. Yeah. That is so funny. Cause literally every single interaction I have witnessed you have with anybody that doesn't have those nails has something or other to say about it.
1: It's like, I, I get that a lot. It's, People that don't get, like, acrylics or don't do press-ons are just bamboozled by the fact that someone would have their nails be longer than uh, what is normal, average,
0: I suppose. Quote-unquote.
1: Yeah, um, but, like, obviously I figured it out. My favorite thing to tell people is, when they ask that question... Is that I'm like, oh my God, would you believe that I work on cars with these two? And then they like shit themselves (laughs) on the floor, wet, wet shit on the floor. (laughs) And um, then they are just like even more confused by me, which is my favorite thing ever.
0: Oh, actually, my grandmother actually used to use press on nails like all the time. Um, She would constantly have red press on nails. And that was, that was her gig for, like, 30 years.
1: Okay, good for her. I wonder why all these press-ons instead of just, like, going and getting them
0: done. I don't know. Maybe
1: I, she just loved ripping them off. She's <laughs> a sick little fuck.
0: <laughs> no, she didn't. You referred to my grandmother as a sick little fuck.
1: <laughs> just because she's your grandmother does not mean she can't be a sick little fuck. I
0: not Wow. Well, um, anyways, so we are a, uh, live and in person this episode of Miss Fun Girly Car Time because I am in Atlanta, Georgia, visiting Miss Landry.
1: Yes, we are sitting at my solid oak kitchen table from 1994 in my lovely little room of a house.
0: It is giving 1994 vibes, especially the chairs.
1: It actually is exactly from that. It is as old as I am. Mm, okay. It says lived everywhere I have.
0: <laughs> wait was this your parents yep oh mm. that's so cute love that um i also have a kitchen table for my parents mm. interesting oh
1: my god solidarity oh my god <laughs> oh my god
0: um but yeah thanks for having me over thanks for uh accommodating me literally duh literally duh
1: miss Clover here drove in with a what is it a 2024 mazda cx-5 2.5 turbo signature in rhodium white Over Katura Brown, Napa Leather. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I did, and um, I am in that car right now. Thank you uh, to Mazda for giving that to me. Uh, and then we shot a little joint video on my channel yesterday, and some TikToks. Some video-yana, some short-form content Yes, some short-form content Um And I am also here to decide whether or not I want to move here.
1: Yes, yeah, that's a big one. Um, what's the T? What's the what are we thinking?
0: Um, we're thinking, we're leaning towards yes, because like I was telling you yesterday, like... And what you actually made me realize is the fact that, like, I uh, had been going to all of the, the touristy spots and that, like, they were not the tea. And I was like, oh, this must be Atlanta. I don't like it. And then you actually took me to, like, the real tea of Atlanta. And I was like, oh, okay. you know what? This actually slaps.
1: Well, like, when you visit a city and you're not familiar with that city, it's easy to go to the touristy spots because you're probably like restaurants in atlanta things to do in atlanta and like of course those are going to be the things that pop up first right
0: all in downtown right yeah
1: and you know what we did was we drove around in miss ml i was giving ultimate realtor realness from um, the late 90s from the late 90s driving around to each individual neighborhood that i was like you might like this for this reason and um that's like something that i didn't have when i was moving to atlanta i kind of was like hmm that looks affordable. Let's throw a dart. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it took me a few tries to figure out where I was gonna end up being.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I am grateful for that. And I and seeing the Alabama trash can in person <sighs> for the first time, it made me feel things that I didn't realize. ML. Like, I adore her. like yeah. why did they put the low range button on the infotainment system? <laughs> why is it
1: there? I there are so many quirky things about that car, but it just contributes to me adoring her even more.
0: Like why does why does the windshield wiper stock look like a butt plug?
1: It looks very phallic. It does. Like the, the turn signal and the wiper stalks like are chonky at the base and taper toward the edge.
0: I'm like arousing myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Clover pointed out that it is very phallic.
0: It is very phallic. It is very phallic. Yeah. We're also choosing today not to do a video element because it, it is just uh, the amount of content that I turn out and the limited uh, capacity that I have in my brain. The girls are tired. To set up a, to set up a video element right now. I'm so sorry, girls on, on the YouTubes, but we are tired. <laughs> You're
1: going to get a nice stock photo.
0: Look, as as, as Trixie Mattel says, they get what they get at they this get point. They get what they get. I get what they get. And um a nice stock photo of that beetle with the bob. The beetle with the bob. I mean,
1: (laughs) here's the thing. We, contrary to popular belief, are not always perfect and gorgeous in Stenosha. And so sometimes we're ugly, and that means we are not turning the camera on. (laughs) So today we're ugly. Today
0: we're (laughs) ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, so what do you what did you think of the CX5? Turbo premium, what is it? it?
1: Well, let's let's start there.
0: Uh, The fact that I can't.
1: There's something, (laughs) there's this trend that I have noticed. Mm. With Mazda owners specifically, I feel like this goes hand in hand with Mazda's move up market, which I do think they're being successful at. And products like Miss CX-5 2.5 Turbo Signature um, exude that. Like it is... I guess, you know, if you want to be frank, it is a tarted up CX-5, but the basis I think is much nicer than what that would have meant even in like 2014 when that CX-5 was out. Like the, the interior and exterior design is just much more elegant from a start. But all that to say, I have noticed that the type of people who buy higher end Mazda products always include that trim level when they're referring to it. It is never, oh, like my Mazda or, oh, my CX-5. It is my CX-5 turbo signature, right? Like it's almost as if they are convincing themselves that it is a premium product as they are, as much as they are trying to convince other people that it's a premium product. And I think it's just because Mazda does not have that brand cachet that like mercedes-benz bmw your traditional luxury girlies do even though that car has a lot of features that particular trim level has a lot of features that are optional and you have to pay money for to get on like a bmw mercedes like the equivalent like suv
0: so it's like even keyless entry and stuff like as simple as that ventilated
1: seats like that kind of thing like heated steering wheel like that's just included because of the way that they've done their their trim tiers that Mazda has done their trim tiers,
0: but even if the even if the heated steering wheel is only a ten and two, and that,
1: <laughs> and we do not have enough time <laughs> to go through all of my feelings about the ten and two heat. If you are one of those people that is only heating that part because of some study that you did that shows that people don't touch other parts of the steering wheel, go to hell. <laughs>
0: Well, most men probably hold the steering wheel at 12, like that's with one 12. hand. And I do that, too. Honestly, I'm guilty and of that. You are,
1: and that's straight between the heat.
0: And I'm... That's straight behavior. Honey. That's, hetero behavior, that's heteronormativity.
1: So maybe <laughs> maybe they're subtly training that out of you. Maybe they are. That out of the public. Oh, my God. But t- 10 and 2 isn't even where you're supposed to hold the wheel. You're supposed to hold it at 9 and 3. Really? Yeah, because if you're holding...
0: The oh, yeah. Higher, the air okay.
1: can blow your arms into your face.
0: Well, there was that recall, speaking of airbags, recently with the the BMWs. It happened, it, it was broke yesterday. The shockingly specific number of BMWs. 469, I think. Like four, I think it was 486. Forty six. Yeah, that's even more specific.
1: <laughs> and it was. it's part of that Takata airbag recall that's been going mm. on for like, I feel like almost a decade at this point. And it is the situation where the airbag inflator ruptures and blows the metal housing of the inflator into your face and does the opposite of what an airbag is supposed to do in saving your life and decides to end it instead. (laughs) And so, but the the thing that I can't wrap my head around with this latest like round of recalls is like 486.
0: But also after 2014 and only like X3, X5s and I think maybe one other model.
1: Maybe it's like, Maybe it's like some of the last ones that ever got equipped with it. Who knows? But like it is, it's a, it's, the, you know, they made way more than that, way more than a couple hundred of those things. So yeah. I just, just find it odd. But I'm glad that they're still taking action to get those things off the roads because like I've had several of those airbags replaced. Like in the Accords that I've had, my brothers had to get those airbags replaced. I know a bunch of people who owned those cars because they were everywhere.
0: Well, there was another, there was another recall that I knew of uh, in the Volvo S60s in 2014. I think it was, like, 2012 to 2014, the Mm -hmm. S60s had a seatbelt issue where it was, like, completely unsafe in a car accident that it would, like, break the seatbelt in half if you got into anything with a G-Force greater than, like, four.
1: And that's um, very (laughs) anti-Volvo's ethos of, like, safety.
0: Because didn't they also create... Didn't one of the designers at Volvo create the three-point seatbelt? Yes, and (laughs) they did not
1: patent it because they wanted everyone else... To be safe. Right. They they either didn't patent it or didn't, like... They didn't charge anybody for the technology because they wanted it to save lives and not to make money off of it. And that's admirable.
0: Imagine. Imagine if other people did that. Like, with PrEP. Like, imagine if they did that with PrEP, for God's sake. Oh, my God.
1: Gilead. (laughs) um, Release the patent. Release the patent. (laughs) I feel no shame about saying that. I don't
0: either. As somebody who, like, literally gets... Who's fought, fought with their insurance over that shit. Yeah. It is
1: not cute. Save the gays. Don't be
0: wrong. Save over the gays. Their back thing is interesting. And you would think they would have maybe double-checked that beforehand. But I guess because you said you just said that they replaced the ones in your Honda. And if they were from that... What is it called? Takata?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And if it was from that Takata company, you would think that BMW would maybe do their homework and be like, well, maybe we shouldn't use these if...
1: They're... There was, gosh, I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2015. When that first broke out, there was a problem where they could not replace them. They could not get replacement inflators fast enough. And the company, like, almost immediately, Takata almost immediately, like, went bankrupt. But people had to buy into it to keep them afloat because they had to make replacement inflators oh. to replace the ones that were defective. Oh. And the way it started was that in states with like high humidity, like where the climate had high humidity, that was the ones that created the situation where they were most likely to rupture mm. because they were not properly desiccated. Like, you know, like a silica gel, like a desiccant to, to suck the moisture out of something. These inflators were Is, not, that, what
0: a, is that what a desiccant is? Yeah. I don't know.
1: These that inflators were not desiccated. So moisture would get in there and degrade the propellant, which is what inflates the airbag. Mm-hmm and then it would it would deploy with way too much force than it should and that's what would rupture the housing and then shoot it into your face which <laughs> honey
0: maybe they should maybe they should come with maybe cars should just come with a bottle of rush and then you just like if you're pre-impact you should just <laughs> take some poppers And then
1: you heard it here <laughs> first nhtsa and
0: it just relaxes you and then you
1: IHS <laughs> This is we are we are giving this patent away because we want to save lives.
0: <laughs> like a or or like you get into an accident and instead of an airbag coming out it just like blows a puff of <laughs> rush in your face. <laughs> it deploys rush.
1: And while you're bleeding to death because
0: your face it didn't have anything to to
1: slam straight into the steering wheel. Perhaps a little MP3 player playing Choice of <laughs> just to be just to just to entertain just to, you. Just to add add uh put salt in the wound. So you can't hear yourself bleeding to death. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I think I really like this. I think you're onto something here. I think I
0: am. Kind of like deploy it like out of the the sun visor like a, um like an airplane.
1: <laughs> it just dangles there <laughs> just dang. with, like the nose piece. And you have to like grab it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to, like, put it into your nose, yeah. You have
0: to like put it on yourself before you put it on the other person.
1: You will have the cleanest VCR in town. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Speaking of, speaking of crash, crashes and crash testing. Okay. You see those pictures of the Cybertruck?
0: I've heard of them, but I I think as you've been talking about them this The week. crash, mm-hmm. the good crash. But it, yeah. It, it
1: is, I won't pretend that I know more than people who design a car because I surely the fuck do not, but...
0: But you do have, I mean, you do have design background. I have I have,
1: I have design background. I have crashed a few vehicles. <laughs> yeah, that, so that counts
0: for something. <laughs> I,
1: perchance, am the crash test dummy. But <laughs> the thing that bothers me is how little the front of the vehicle deformed. And my understanding of, like, a, a crumple zone, like, of the the way that a car is supposed to distribute energy in a crash mm. is that by crumpling like if the front end of the rear end for example by crumpling it absorbs much of that energy of the impact so that it does not transfer to the occupants yeah because even if you even if you fly into an airbag and it kind of like slows you down that way before like you hit something hard your organs are still oh, yeah. like flinging forward and suddenly stopping like you could have internal body damage as well fully so i just i don't know maybe there's something going on that those pictures just don't explain because i mean clearly it had to pass some sort of safety right but is it any
0: better than a ford bronco that's what i want to know
1: and uh, who's to say at this point but truly
0: i mean the ford bronco crumples like a piece of paper I mean, but, like the but whole that's what thing. i'm saying
1: is like a lot of times if you see a vehicle post wreck and you're like holy shit that crumpled like a piece of paper that's because it did its job it absorbed the energy and did not transfer it into the passenger compartment oh so it's like, it's like paradoxical right whereas like if you see a vehicle that really didn't deform too much after a crash that might mean that all of that crash impact got transferred to you and you might be severely injured mm. so it's like It's just really, I I just, I have questions and I I don't see answers yet.
0: Well, did you see that they, you know how, um, you know how infamously Elon Musk like threw that ball at the windshield and it it broke. Oh, that metal ball. It was like a metal ball. To show that
1: like the the windows were like. Impervious, yeah.
0: Well, now that, now the marketing has switched from that metallic ball to a baseball and there's like a meme floating around where it's like. It's like this is how it started. This is how it's going, kind of thing. Because
1: I feel like you could throw a baseball at probably most automotive windows. I'm not gonna smash. do it myself. Yeah. No, like, and it would not smash because they have to withstand the forces of air yeeting over your vehicle at like a hundred miles an hour. Like mm. that's like try sticking your head out of a window. Try sticking your hand out of a window at that speed, and you'll you'll feel. What that force feels like, which is being exerted over the entirety of the glass, right? A metal ball has a lot more, you know, inertia, mass, inertia is a property of matter going with it, right? Like momentum, like it's gonna, it, it hits that glass and it's like, that's cute, and then it goes straight through it. The baseball is like, boing, like deflects right. a little bit, and she's like, um, the glass is like, that's all you got, like,
0: yeah, I just don't like the thing in its entirety the car I don't,
1: I don't particularly either I will concede that making it at all seems to be a massive feat um
0: well I mean it took so fucking long it
1: it sure did it sure did Jan I but
0: mean I just I just like even that even that video that I keep seeing of the of it doing a drag race with a 911 towing a 911
1: Against a nine
0: eleven, An- against a nine eleven, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still gonna go out. If I had the money, I would still go out and buy a nine eleven over a, or a Cybertruck. Cyber
1: I, it's okay. not for me. I will fully, readily concede that. Um,
0: and I do think that people are going to just buy it just to say that they even have a Cybertruck, just to be like, oh, I got a Cybertruck.
1: Well, I feel like that happens a lot with like the with new models that make a splash in the market, right? Like what we were just talking about with like kind of like the Lucids and things like that. People mm. will buy these things right when they come out and then everybody who really wanted one gets one and it kind of tapers off i don't who's to say if that will happen with this with the cybertruck um but it, it could it certainly could
0: yeah yeah
1: i think we've given it, given it enough airtime. i think we have yeah it's disgusting
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, we haven't recorded since I had the Grand Highlander. What did we think of that? We did have Miss Grand Highlander with a BBL. The Highlander with a BBL. (laughs) This is how girls with a BBL drive Uh, a Grand Highlander. Um... Yeah, I I liked it. I I did like it. I think that it is. It does kind of speak to the grandness of the moniker mm. uh, that it was given. I don't. I love the front end. I love the way that it looks. I think it's very tough looking in the front end. It's. I want to say tough. It more so like a commanding presence on the road. Right. Like it has. It makes an impact. More there. so than the actual. More so than the Highlander. I think the Highlander is dynamic looking. I like the way that the. The, the the Highlander looks in totality, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't like the back end of the Grand Highlander. I think it just looks like any and all midsize SUVs at that point. Like uh-huh. especially the Pilot. I think that the back lights look are just very synonymous with like the. Pilot, outgoing gen pilots
1: just a little too anonymous perhaps.
0: <laughs> yeah um you know the interior is very nice the seats are so comfortable um the third row is human sized mm. as is the general nature that i've been hearing uh for for that car is human size and it and i think that tracks um and i um i had the one with the mid-level engine the um the 2.5 naturally aspirated hybrid powertrain and and the all-wheel drive interested to find out that there's no drive shaft connecting the rear and the front axle Mm -hmm. and that the rear axle is powered by a motor generator connected to a lithium-ion battery that then also sources energy to the front motor generator that is directly connected to the engine that is transversely mounted instead of longitudinally mounted even though it is a four-cylinder engine that, you know,
1: there's a that's like, lot... That's like
0: you describing the Mazda. There's,
1: like, a lot <laughs> happening there. I mean, like, the transverse thing isn't weird, right? Like, a lot of cars, even with all-wheel drive, will have transverse... Well, but
0: that's for, that's for like, weight distribution.
1: Not exclusively. I thought it was. Transversely mounting versus longitudinally mounting?
0: Yeah, for, like, for the all-wheel drive aspects.
1: It's usually, like, packaging. Or that. But, but that aside, the fact that it is all-wheel drive... But has nothing connecting the front and rear wheels. I feel like that's the most significant aspect of that.
0: It's it's intriguing to me. I find it intriguing.
1: A lot of newer systems, especially hybridization, is doing that, and it's it's kind of fascinating because you can achieve that with less technical or physical complexity, less components, shall we say, mm. but with more, you know, like software, um, actual complexity, because there has to be. A computer figuring out what's going on with the front wheels, what's going on with the rear wheels, applying power where it's needed. It, it, it's kind of, I find it technologically fascinating. I don't know necessarily how I feel about it. I'm sure there's also a benefit to the floor height. Because there ha- there's nothing going from the front axle to the rear axle, so they probably right. can make the floor a lot lower.
0: Which they did, and it's, it leaves a lot flatter. More, more room for more activities. For things, for stuff. For things, for, for, things, for yeah. a, a removable cup holder in the center of the second row. A
1: nice coffee holder?
0: A nice coffee holder. Correct. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I find that fascinating. I think what you mentioned to me, um, how does that speak to the future longevity um, of the Highlander of the of the powertrain. Oh, right? Like just the fact that it's so complex. Yeah. And then if you threw a tur- turbo in there, honey.
0: Well, that's what the Hybrid Maxes are. The the 2.4 turbo with the hybrid powertrain. It's the same hybrid powertrain. And it's got an 8-speed, but it really felt like a CVT. Like it felt like nothing like really? in terms of the transmission. I mean, it, it I cuz it just it just felt like it would like rev really high. And stay there to get you up to speed, and then it would just kind of taper off. And <laughs> it just—it felt more CVT than anything.
1: Interesting.
0: So I don't. I'm not. I'm. A, I was a little confused by the transmission, but, but what it and it actually dynamically speaking, it actually didn't do that bad. I think that the Palisade did worse. Really, like and driving, then like handling. Driving? Yeah, mm. and and albeit the steering was light. Um, I mean, what do you want from, that? I mean, you really want like road to, to steering wheel, like contact be like immediate, like for those kind of things. No. I mean, that thing is like a, a highway cruiser. I mean, right. and it did that so successfully. Um, I mean, it was so quiet. Mm. It was such a, pl- I honestly look forward to driving it just from A to B because it was so nice to drive. Like what was the MPG like, um, better than the CX five. <laughs> The CX5's MPG,
1: what is it, 22, 27 highway?
0: Uh no, it's twenty seven high twenty six highway.
1: With something. It's still it's,
0: it's still not great. It's
1: relatively unimpressive. Yeah. Because there are larger vehicles or vehicles with larger engines and like with, my Colorado. Right, that are that can get better than that.
0: And not your trash can
1: the tr- no she she's like you get 21 on the highway and you're going to like it if you're lucky and it's on premium but that is a 24 year old vehicle yeah and the CX5 2.5 turbo signature in rhodium white over Cotura brown with the leather <laughs> accents is not <laughs> and that uh, that just fascinates me i don't I, I want to know what the efficiency hold up is there <gasps> like is it the shape of it is it something in the powertrain? Is it the six-speed automatic? I can't. I can't imagine it is.
0: Is it the all-wheel drive?
1: Is it the iActive all-wheel drive standard on all trims from 2023 onward? <laughs> like I, I have questions. What did you get? Do you, Do you recall what your average was driving from Raleigh to Atlanta?
0: Um, uh, it was like twenty-five. It's like smack in the middle of that 2023, yeah. twenty-two to twenty-seven. That just
1: did you put, was that on was that a regular? No, it was on premium. It was on premium. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Well, you do get that slight power boost using premium. as Well, I don't. Standard.
0: I don't know. I don't know if if they gave it to me with premium gas, but I put premium. Tea. I put premium in it after. Guarantee. Okay, That's just I, I. We love a knock sensor.
1: Honey, honey,
0: she's like, knock, is anybody home? Knock my sensor,
1: honey.
0: <laughs> 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 We still don't have a. We still don't have a fucking. uh, I am still the soundboard. Soundboard, yeah. We need a soundboard. We need it desperately. But yeah, no. Um,
1: I guess back to Miss Grand Highlander. Um, obviously she's a hybrid.
0: She's a hybrid.
1: She gets what? What were you getting over your tenure with her? Do you recall?
0: Well, I had her for a week, and I drove her everywhere, Mm. and I, I mean, it had an eleven-gallon tank. You could fill it for thirty dollars on. Regular the tank
1: in that thing is 11 gallons. I know. Can
0: you believe that? Oh, Oh, it was probably like 15. Cause I, cause, cause I had a quarter tank left. So maybe and you put 11 gallons. in. Yeah. It. Still, so that's, probably that's 15, 15 tiny, but this is tiny, but it's getting, but it got like, yeah. I mean I, with a full tank, you could get 450 miles out of it, which is insane for a car cool, that 15. size.
1: But again, she's got the extra interior volume she
0: has a human sized third row which human sized third row goals so 20 cubic feet of storage with all three rows up 57 with the second row down and 97 with all three rows down
1: that i dare say i know we have um some suv haters amongst us do we just in the car enthusiasm world in general oh true i just it's it's good to see that there are suvs making that kind of like mpg improvement Cx5. Um, wow, but like she's right outside. She's she, right outside. She has a name. She probably heard me. Um, <laughs> she's covered in leaves, and that's what she deserves. Oh
0: my god! For I being
1: didn't. excessively consuming, for being for participating, I in can
0: tell you're t- making in a stretch. Consumer culture. You're stretching. <laughs> no,
1: but like what I'm saying is obviously the the turbo engine is not efficiency oriented in the cx5, but it is. I don't think they're efficient at all. What turbos? No, but, like, some of them are pitched as being, like, having the power of a V6, but the efficiency of a four-cylinder. And it's like, no, it just slurps twice as much as it would have otherwise.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) That was them in the development room of... (laughs) Slurping the gas. The Skyactiv-G turbo. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah. I I do think that a trend towards more fuel-efficient vehicles is good... We've talked about electrification.
0: Well, the only way that they're gonna be fuel efficient is if there's a comp- a, an electrified component, right?
1: Because, a, an electrical assist.
0: Yeah, because I mean, if you, because because that's just what, that's what gave the Grand Highlander such good gas mileage mm-hmm. was the fact that it had the ability to shut its engine off at 35 miles an hour cruising down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, <laughs> keeping that, uh, am I, okay. <laughs> um, cruising down the road because then the back axle would use the electric motor to, you know, kind of help that. Cause like in the morning, right? Like it's been pretty cold in Raleigh and mm-hmm. like when, um, like when you would start it up, it would actually start the engine to heat the cabin, but I could tell that it wasn't actually using the, uh, the, the gas-powered engine to propel the car. I could actually feel it only being the electric kind of putting... And then you could kind of feel it. It's The Grand Highlander is probably the most seamless the hybrid powertrain has been since Toyota came out with a hybrid powertrain, uh-huh. in my opinion, next to the, like, the Lexus RX uh-huh. hybrid. I think the RX and the Grand Highlander are probably the 2 and probably the crown i'm assuming the crown because it uses the same powertrain as those two right. cars um those three th- just that powertrain in general is this most seamless application of that i think i've ever experienced mm-hmm. and so what the fuck was my point <laughs>
1: the i mean using less fuel
0: yeah so it's just like that's so 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 like I could feel I could feel the engine turn over to the front axle powering it, after it it started with electric and then switched to gas power. Thank you for helping me. You
1: are so welcome. <laughs> but 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 that being said, you're still saying that it's a very seamless transition. And I remember when you brought that RX mm-hmm. here that had that same powertrain. That I was stunned at how smooth that felt. Yeah. I mean, like I've been saying for quite a while that Toyota has been doing. In my opinion, some of the best, like the, the most well integrated gasoline electric hybrids. Um, but it's, it's cool to see, to hear from you that they're moving the needle forward. Yeah. Thanks, Chris.
0: You're welcome, Chris. Thank you, Chris.
1: You're welcome, Chris.
0: Oh my God. I feel like there is a learning curve that we're having to do like in person. Cause we're like not having to like wait for each other <laughs> to, to like say something. And that's the power of Christ. <laughs> Pine soul. Pine sol. Do you have any, you have just been like every weekend and I told you this in person, in person, I've been with you in person. Correct. Um, I don't expect you to text me back on Sundays because you're, you have been like Miss Jiffy Lube over here. That's
1: Christina's
0: car time. Christina's car time on Sundays. Yeah, you helped uh, one of our now mutual friends uh, with their their M2 bulb replacement and their
1: bulb replacement
0: bulb. Oh, sorry, I just didn't say that consonant at the end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was last weekend.
0: Yeah, and so this weekend you were doing you're replacing another bulb
1: bulb yeah. bulbs bulbs. So I I ordered some replacement um. Cluster backlighting bulbs for the ML because one of them died. That came in some questionable packaging. It came in some, it was like 10 little teeny bulbs in a box in a bubble mailer. And I'm amazed that they survived. These bitches are glass, and I'm amazed they survived. Um,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, bubble mailer.
1: Bubble mailer. <laughs> um, but they did, they survived. And um, so there are seven 194 type bulbs, which is a very standard automotive bulb that it's it, a very
0: specific number there's seven in the back of that there are seven wow. I found
1: a diagram. um and they provide the the backlighting for the instrument cluster there are other bulbs that do like the warning lights and like turn signals and stuff like that but the backlighting is these type 194 bulbs that are white mm-hmm. and they're incandescent um and so one of them is dead presumably they've never been replaced i did replace two when i bought the car the ones that were behind the clock and the outside temperature display. Um, so those those the screens were working, but they were not backlit, so you couldn't see them unless you were like kind of like at an angle with the light. And so the one that's it's giving
0: like, it's giving Game Boy Advance.
1: No like T. <laughs> T. So like at night right now, you can still see it. Obviously it's not as as well lit because the bulb behind that one section is dead. But kind of like the
0: left-nmost
1: Left-ern- <laughs> <laughs> the leftmost part of the speedometer. What
0: did you say yesterday? Enriching. enrichening.
1: Oh, enrichening. enriching enriching. <laughs> I am losing my grasp on the English language. That's fine. Um, when one supreme rises, the other falls, and I don't know what the one that's rising. Is. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is the one rising? Nothing is rising. It's only falling. Wow. But no. So like, um, in the leftmost quadrant, the leftmost quadrant of the speedometer. And like part of the, um, what's next to that? Something, something else. The, the part of it's dead. Okay. So like, I'm sick of it. I want it to stop. And it's actually hilariously easy to remove the instrument cluster on the Alabama trash can. There are some merits to how, you know, like that car was built with just in time manufacturing. A lot of things were delivered as assemblies to the Alabama plant, and then the thing was assembled at, you know, like a a certain group of things would show up just in time to be put onto the car. So it was like a very novel manufacturing concept. That was the first time Mercedes had used it. There are some benefits to how simply the Alabama trash can is assembled. And that's one of them. And I'll accept that. But, um,
0: and I guess I didn't, before I even saw your car, I didn't realize that the merit that the trash can, kind of name had behind it i mean it's not it's not trash but i mean it definitely doesn't have its uh mercedes level of quality i think that you come to expect from something of that era
1: right and that no that was a big deal right so like they were developing an suv that they wanted to compete with upper trims of the ford explorer Mm. and the jeep uh grand cherokee yeah so if you look at it through that
0: lens, which that isn't that hard to do, right? Like especially the, at that time, the bar is on the floor, <laughs> You're right? But the bar is in hell. <laughs> if you look at it through that lens, especially for the
1: pre facelift of the first generation, the W one hundred and sixty three, I think it makes a lot more sense. You could get them with cloth upholstery, with they without any wood accents. It was like a fake carbon fiber looking like optic trim or whatever they called it, and no sunroof. Like you could get them a lot more base than mine is. And then suddenly realtors and housewives were like, Ben's SUV, (laughs) give me more. (laughs) And then they, they, they did, they tarted it up quite a bit and then moved to the unibody construction with the second generation. So it would ride better. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like there's. You could shove your hand in between some of the, you know, gaps between the body and the bumper in some of the places and it's it's a truck.
0: And that's just accessibility. And that's
1: and that's 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 equity. That's equity. Yes. But <laughs> no, you're right. And so like it part of that is the appeal for me. I kind of love that she's like, I'm kind of like an F-150, a ninety eight F-150 in drag. <laughs> um
0: it's such with weird... probably the same transmission. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: it's just it's a weird weird car and i'm obsessed with it
0: and especially because i can shove that windshield wiper stock up my ass
1: you and you could and that's and that's (laughs) she's scratching more than one itch
0: and when people comment on my channel what is gay car culture that is gay car culture. it is
1: putting the windshield wiper stock from a w163m class up your ass
0: did i tell you that i had that comment that somebody was like what do you mean you're a gay car enthusiast what does that entail and i'm like
1: it means I'm gay and I like cars, Brenda.
0: Yeah, it, and then no, but somebody said, "What did they say?" They were like, "They were like, hey guys, today on the we're reviewing a Rav Four and seeing if I can get my guts rearranged in the back seat." You said that? No, somebody said oh. that. <laughs> no, that's what that's that what was that, a reply. No, that's what that commenter said was like. What do you mean, gay car culture? Does that mean you get in a Rav Four and you're like, hey guys, I'm trying to see today if I can get my guts rearranged in the back seat?
1: That kind of just sounds like how we talk to each other.
0: I mean, yeah. So,
1: is is were they right?
0: To some degree, <laughs> <laughs> Clocked. But did I did I acknowledge it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. not Am either. I acknowledging it now? Yes.
1: That's <laughs> okay. This is a safe space. It is. Sort of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and wrap up because I need to take a nap. Correct. Iana, Iana, we. That was the first time you said Iana this podcast, and we haven't said cunt until now. <laughs> Consider that box ticked. Ticked. <laughs> as long as there's not a tick in my box.
1: <laughs> Honey.
0: Honey. Honey. Anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening to today's fun girly car time, where you can access it anywhere at all times on either Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Special shout out to those watching the Beetle with a Bob image on our YouTube channel today. We will have a video component up next time. We won't be so lazy. Um, please don't forget to rate, comment, and review on whatever platform that will help us out. Uh, speaking of contributing, please don't forget that on our Spotify channel that you are able to... Contribute ninety nine cents a month, four ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. Uh, that goes directly back into the podcast. I recently used that to promote our TikTok channel to get more listeners here. Um, so thank you guys and big shout out to our current contributors. We very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Oh my god, thank you. Oh my god, thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh my god, that actually sounds. <laughs> You actually like hit notes on that.